This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so happy you're here. So before I introduce today's guest, I want to share with you my five tips to stop abandoning your goals. Here we are, January 2022. It's always the time of year where where a lot of people decide they're going to lose weight, get in shape, you know, and they set their New Year's resolutions. But did you know that studies show that by mid-February, 80% of people give up on those goals? That number is astounding. So I want to share these tips with you. And by the way, if you're listening to this later in the year, just know that you don't have to, you know, set your goals in January. You can set goals anytime during the year, and I encourage you to do so. So my first tip is to make sure that you have a detailed plan. I I like to use the acronym SMART. So you want to make sure your goals are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. That is so, so important. So make sure you have that detailed plan. Second is get an accountability partner, especially if you are somebody that that needs to be held accountable. Most of us do. We're all human. It's okay if you need to be held accountable. Find somebody that you can trust and is going to call you out and be like, hey, you you didn't check in with me today. What's going on? So make sure you get that accountability partner. Third is attach your emotions to the goal. This is so important because the way that you manifest anything into your reality is the feeling that you want, the feeling that it brings. So I encourage everyone, and again, you can do this anytime throughout the year, is write yourself a letter and write the letter to your future self and date it one year from today and write the letter to yourself stating all of the amazing things that you accomplished, but more importantly, how amazing it felt. That is the key. It's the feelings that help you to achieve your goals. The feelings is what brings things into reality for you. Fourth, there's many apps out there that will help you keep on track. I use Way of Life. There's about, at the time of this recording, there's probably about five, maybe more. Um, So you can use an app that'll help you to stay on track or just simply set an alarm on your phone to remind you to take action toward whatever that goal is you're trying to achieve. Lastly, celebrate your wins. This is so important because every small step that you take toward achieving your goals needs to be celebrated. Now, the most important thing that I want to emphasize today is if you have a setback, it's okay. Please don't beat yourself up. Talk to yourself like you're speaking to a child that is upset. If you are talking to a child that is upset, you're going to be gentle. You're going to be compassionate. So please be gentle and compassionate with yourself. So thank you so much for listening. To learn more about me, go to my website at www.sandyscarlotta.com. Today's guest is Dr. Ruth Gotian. She is the Chief Learning Officer and Assistant Professor of Education in Anesthesiology and former Assistant Dean of Mentoring and Executive Director of the Mentoring Academy at Whale Cornell Medicine. She is also a regular contributor to Forbes and Psychology Today, where she writes about optimizing success. She also has a weekly show and a podcast by the same name, where she gathers high achievers to talk about their journey to success. She has a book coming out in January 2022 called The Success Factor, 
It's a great interview, and I hope you enjoy today's show. Hey, Dr. Ruth, how are you today? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. It's such an honor to have you on my podcast. I'm really thrilled about it. And I just can't wait to hear you tell me and the audience about everything you have going on. So first of all, are you you're, are you still a professor, professor at Cornell? I am. I am definitely on the faculty at Walt Cornell Medicine and the nice. chief learning officer. Oh my goodness. That's so impressive. So, so talk about what your role is there. So my job is really to make people successful. And one of the things I know, I am a doctor who works in academic medicine, but I'm not a physician. I'm not that kind of doctor. Um, my background is in adult learning and leadership. So I know that the way you learn and the way I learn is not necessarily the same way. And just because you've received some terminal degree does not mean that you stop learning. There is always more to learn, always more to observe, always new ways of doing things that could help you be more effective, more productive, because our needs change and we need to change with it. So I am here and I, I help the faculty really realize their goals and um, come up with a plan to achieve those goals and figure out how to pivot and work with new ways. And that complements my research perfectly because I research extreme high achievers to figure out how they've become so successful and how the rest of us can too. Wow. I guess you could say I'm obsessed with success. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm obsessed with learning and self-improvement. Ah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I feel like every day, you know, you have to be growing and learning. And, and as you said, our needs are always changing. And that's, yeah. that's, really, that's really interesting because, you know, I, I did not go to college right out of high school. And I finished my degree as an adult. Mm -hmm. And so I am not familiar with academia the, the way mm -hmm. you're involved in it. So, but I, but one of my very best friends is a professor at George Mason University. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned a little bit about, you know, what goes on behind the scenes in academic, academia. So I'm curious from your perspective, how, how has it been for you, you know, dealing with some of the red tape that is always, you know, or not always, but sometimes put in front always. of pro professors. Always. Okay. Thank you. Always there. Okay. <laughs> always there. But you know, I think, um, one of the things that you realize and one of the things I recognize from working with extreme high achievers is that there will always be obstacles. And, you know, for the faculty, it could be red tape. But for the, Olymp the Olympians that I interviewed, it was the Olympics were postponed for a year. So you never know what challenge is going to be thrown your way. But what you have to recognize is that you need to control what you can control and fight the fights that are worth fighting. So high achievers don't, they never question if they will overcome a challenge, they focus on how they will overcome a challenge. So whatever the red tape is, or whatever the, the hurdle that's put in front of you, you always have to think of what is the strategy I need to win? What is the strategy I need to overcome this hurdle, this obstacle? And that's where you put your energy. That's awesome. I love that. And I'm a former U.S. national and international figure skating coach, oh. and I'm also <laughs> obsessed with tennis. And so yesterday, the men's U.S. Open, you know, we were all set for this 
big win with Novak Djokovic for his 21st Grand Slam, a calendar year Grand Slam, along with numerous other, you know, accomplishments. And he lost in three sets. So with somebody like him, because talk about a high achiever. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, he may go down as the, you know, greatest tennis player of all time. He did get three out of the four Grand Slams in, in a calendar year, which none of the, you know, Nadal didn't do it, neither did Federer. So with somebody like that, like, like if you had a chance to talk to him before, you know, after the second set, <laughs> mm-hmm. how do I figure out this problem? How, how do I figure out how I'm going to win? Like, what would you say to him? Control what you can control. That is what the high achievers do. They focus on controlling what they can control, what is in your control, and put your energy on that. And then remember, go back to your basics. Yeah. It's always about going back to the basics. And this doesn't matter if you are a tennis star or a scientist or an astronaut or a CEO, go back to the basics because that is the strong foundation. And if you have a crack in your foundation, you are not going to succeed. So keep reinforcing and keep working on that foundation. That's great. That's so, so important because your foundation is everything. Yeah. And I love that you say control what you can control. And one of the things that that I teach on and, and I at the beginning of my podcast, I talk about my five steps to, you know, reset and de-stress um, is if you can control something, then don't worry about it. Yeah. But if you can control it, then don't or if you can't control it, then don't worry about it because it's out of your control. So I love that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. All right. So I know you have a book. You told me you have a book coming out in January and it yeah. sounds amazing. So Thank talk about you. that. Oh, I am so excited. This is years of research that I finally said, okay, it, it's time. It's time to get it out there. My my mentor said to me, um, when I started doing this research, he said, do something important, not just interesting. Because if it's important, it'll have an impact. If it's interesting, it'll be a hobby. Fun fact, Dr. Tony Fauci said the same thing to me. Nice. Now, what's, what's interesting is that I have researched the most successful people of our generation. And I had over 100 interviews with astronauts and Olympic champions and uh, Nobel Prize winners and senior government officials to figure out what has made them so successful. And I realized that an Olympian is just like an astronaut. And if those two very different people could have similarities, that means success does not need to be something so obscure. It means it's something that we can all achieve. It's something that's teachable, it's something that's learnable, and it's something that's attainable. So I decided I was going to take my findings and I put it together in the book, The Success Factor, where I teach about the four elements that all extreme high achievers have. But this is not just theory, this is action. So there are chapters and chapters of how you can implement the same thing as an astronaut, the same thing as a Nobel Prize winner, the same thing as an Olympian. You can implement it in your own life in order to improve your success. And not just that, it's not just one thing that you have to do because you can't copy what someone else does. It's a, a buffet of options that you can choose from because what may work for you today 
may not work for, for you the next time you have a transition, a new job, a loss of a job, a promotion, um, a move, uh, uh, you get married, you have a loss of a, a partner or a parent. There's so many transitions in life. And God knows in the last year and a half, we've had endless numbers of them. And we know that our goals a year and a half ago are not the same goals we have now. So this will help you get through all of those transitions. That's, that's amazing. Love it. So what is your definition of success? Ha ha ha. That's what I get asked the most. <laughs> um, so it, what's interesting, it, it doesn't matter what my definition is because for everyone, the definition is personal and the definition is um, success is a moving target. So I have lots of definitions for success. I want to attain a certain rank in academia. I want to publish a certain amount. I'd love for my book to reach people all over the world so it can have an impact so that we can raise the bar of what success is. But the most important part of success after you achieve all of these goals for yourself, whatever that is, and it's gonna be different for you than it is for me, is you find a way to pay it forward. As you are moving up and becoming more successful, are you pulling people up with you? Because the most successful people are paying it forward and mentoring others and creating programs to spread knowledge and help people and train people. So what are you doing to bring other people up the ranks as you move up the ranks? That's great, that's really great. We are going to take a quick break from today's interview because I am so excited to tell you about a new program that I've just rolled out. It includes two group coaching calls each month to help you create the lasting happiness you so desire. It's only a $50 a month investment in yourself and you are worth it. So visit www.sandyscarlotta.com slash courses to sign up. I hope you enjoy the rest of today's interview. You said you interviewed roughly a hundred people that mm -hmm. you know from astronauts to Olympians. Is there yep. a common theme that mm -hmm. they all shared? There's four common themes that they all had, and those are the four pillars that you need in order to be successful. So the first one is you have to love what you do. You have to figure out what it is that you were put on this earth to do. You cannot imagine not doing it. You get stir crazy if you can't do it. And it's what in adult learning we call intrinsic motivation. You do it because there's a fire with, within you. There's a fire in your belly. There's a question you must answer. Now, this is different from extrinsic motivation, which means you're doing it for the certificate, the diploma, the promotion, the recognition, the add a girl. That's extrinsic. And that when there's a challenge, if you're extrinsically motivated, you will either fail out or burn out. Right, that makes it's sense. The, it's the intrinsically motivated people that don't give up. They're the ones who actually were extremely productive during the pandemic. So that's the first one. The second one, now you've heard of the billionaires, Mark Cuban and Warren Buffett um, and, and Bill Gates. Right. They read three to eight hours a day. Jeff Bezos, just because I live Jeff in the DC metro area and their headquarters oh. are here now. So yeah. <laughs> right. 
So they read, right? They read for hours and hours a day. But guess what? It's not reading that made them billionaires, right? That's why we can't copy habits, right? right. It's not reading that made them billionaires. It's the fact that they were open to new knowledge. They were open to saying, I don't have all the answers. There's always something new to learn. Now for them, reading three to eight hours a day is what works for them. I'm an academic to me, that sounds amazing. If I could read three to eight hours a day, I'd love it. But for other people who don't have the time or don't like to read, what are the other ways that you can be open to new knowledge? Well, you can listen to a podcast such as this one. I really hope I'm dropping some good nuggets here today. <laughs> you are. <laughs> right? You could read articles, right? I write for Forbes, and there's a lot of people who prefer to read over listen. You could uh, watch videos on YouTube, which I think is how every the, the younger generation is, is learning. They learn from YouTube now. You could um, go on social media to people who are trustworthy and, and learn from them as well. Now, the other thing is all of these extreme high achievers all had a team of mentors to offer them ideas and perspective and encouragement. So it's constantly being open to new ideas and doing it through the informal means. Right. Now, the third step is that they all have a really strong foundation, which is constantly being reinforced. So the same, the same um, drills that you would see at the Olympic Village are the same ones that you would see in any junior high gym in America. Same thing. Now, granted, at the Olympics, they've got better equipment and more expensive sneakers, but the drills are exactly the same. And this goes for any field whatsoever. If you ask anyone, they'll say that it's the same ideas that they learned early in their career that they're constantly reinforcing. Mm. And then the last one, when you love what you do, and this is what you were put on this earth to do, you're going to work so hard to see it through and to see that it's done well. You have that work ethic. You have that perseverance. You will overcome challenges because you know this is what you need to do. It is just so exciting for you. And you don't drop your pen at five o'clock. That, that's not what this is about. This is about, I need to get this done and, and I'm, going to, I'm going to do what it takes. So as you can see, I get really obsessed over this and I, it's I totally geek out. And when you said that, see it through, I'm like, because I, I take notes when people are talking because it helps me to know what to ask you next. I went right back to number one and you can work that hard and see it through because you love what you do yep. so much. That's right. And now the, the important thing is with these four elements, you must do all four together. You cannot pick and choose. Yeah. You will not optimize your success if you don't do all four together. Yeah. So how do you, because I know for me, you know, I love what I do. I'm always learning. I try to read when I can. And yeah, I, I guess I'm going back to my foundation and boy, I, I definitely finish what I start. But there's times when, you know, you get busy and it's like, oh my gosh, it's been like two weeks and I haven't picked up and read anything, you know, mm -hmm. what do you tell people to keep that consistency? Cause I think that's one of the hardest things. Cause I'm a, I'm a coach yeah. and, you know, and even like, I know with, with my book that came out earlier this year, there's a workbook in it. And I tell people, you know, you've got to do all of the exercises every day for 30 days, but most people will never finish that. So Correct. what do you tell people to keep them on track, to keep them going? 
keep that Look, consistency up. There's a difference between one day and day one. And I think the difference is all of us talk about one day I'm going to do this and one day I'm going to do that. And we all have our vision boards in front of us and the post-it notes with our big, big, hairy, audacious goals that we're going to do. But the problem is those are dreams. And very few people talk about day one, meaning today I'm going to start. And that's a difference between a high achiever and a regular person. But the high achiever will know if they don't finish something, they just start a new day one. They don't give up. They right. just start again. They recalibrate and they go back to it. And if you consistently start giving up on something, it goes back to intrinsic motivation. How badly did you want it? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? I used to run an MD PhD program, which is a seven to eight year long program for students who want to get the dual MD and PhD degrees. And every, it's hard. It's hard. Oh, I can't even isolating. imagine. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. I mean, imagine getting an MD and a PhD simultaneously. So it's, 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 it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's long. And every so often, um, one would say, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. I don't know if I can do this. And I would literally pull out their essay of when they applied to medical school, which says why I want to become a doctor. I mean, that's essentially what it says. And I would pull that out. Sometimes it was pretty old, right? We'd have to dust it off. And I say, remember your why. Remember why you want to do this. And sometimes we need reminders. So what are the reminders you can give yourself why you want to do something, why you started this in the first place? We all have bad days. We all want to give up sometimes. But what do we need to relaunch and start again and remind ourselves of our core, of our big why? I want you to remember your why. I love that. Remember your why. I love it. Okay. So my podcast, this is Happiness Solved. And one of the themes is you know, that we can always get back to a place of peace and happiness. Mm. So you're a high achiever yourself, right? <laughs> I, I say I study high achievers, but <laughs> I, I, I check off things on my to-do list. That's for sure. Okay. Well, you, well, in my, in my book, you're a high achiever. I mean, I, I looked you. at your media page on your website. I mean, you've, you have dozens of articles with four magazines, psychology today among others. And I was like, whoa, that's really impressive. <laughs> so thanks. You must have times, because we all do, when yeah. you have a, a low day or you're not feeling good or something happens. What do you do? You know, what is your one thing that you can rely on to help you get back to that place of peace and happiness? So like many people, I've had a really tough year and a half, really, really tough year and a half. My friend died. My father died. My mom got sick. I mean, it was just, it, it was a roller coaster. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And thank you. And I, that was the time where I had to go inward in myself. And that's where my writing exploded. And that's where the book came out. But I knew, and anyone who lost a parent knows, not every day is a good day. Hell, not every hour is a good hour. And you have to give yourself some grace. And when I gave myself a timeline of writing, writing my book, The Success Factor, I had to put in a lot of padding, a lot of buffers, because I knew that even if I was healthy, I wouldn't always be able to focus 
and concentrate because of everything else that was going on in my life. Because, you know, don't forget, we still have a pandemic going on. Yep. Right. So just going to the supermarket takes a lot of energy. So you have to just give yourself some grace and give yourself buffers in your schedule and stop packing it in so much. Nobody died because an email wasn't answered. Right. I love it. That is such great, great advice. Wow. You are amazing. And I wish you so much success in your book, The Success Factor. I'm definitely going to pick it up for sure. Because I I love to learn from people who've already been there, you know, you've reached that point. Oh, you know, how did they do it? What was the, what was their, their, their key to success? So is there anything else that you want to share with the audience that we haven't talked about yet? No, I mean, I, I think one of the things that's so interesting is people always ask me, so how did you get through to all of these, you know, Olympians and astronauts and Nobel Prize winners? And I, I say to them, I ask them questions that people don't ask. So I said to them, I am not interested in what I can Google about you. Not interested. I'm not interested in all the awards you have. I'm interested in what it took to get there. And they were really quite open about sharing that story because people too often get enamored by the shiny medals and awards and forget about the lifetime it took to get there. And I I think that's an important reminder for all of us is that we have to understand that success does not happen overnight. Success is the tip of the iceberg. It's always what's below the waterline. That's so important. And you, you talk to their humanity because at the end of the day, they may be an Olympian or an astronaut or a Nobel prize winner, but they're, they're, they still put on their pants one leg at a time. One leg at a time. Absolutely. I love it. Well, Dr. Ruth, thank you so much for being on my podcast. And again, I just wish you all the continued success your way. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. This was such a special treat for me today to speak with Dr. Ruth Gautian. And I certainly cannot wait to read her book and read more in depth about the four elements of success. I'm all over this kind of thing. So her book, The Success Factor, can be found in any major bookstore. Her website is ruthgotien.com. You can get the exact spelling in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining me today. And you can find out more about me at sandyscarlotta.com. My book, Happiness Solved, Climbing 100 Steps, can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And as always, I hope that you and your family stay safe and healthy and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.